Our nurse's hands were the first to hold my baby when she came into the world. When my son needed life-saving surgery and was under anesthesia, his nurse was there to care for him and to speak for him when he was most vulnerable. When they tried to push my sister out of the hospital, with tubes sticking out of her arms, our nurse fought back, even though it could have cost her her job. When Dad passed, his nurse was the last one to hold his hand and the first one to comfort me. When I was in the hospital for a long time, my nurse was right. I did get better. Nurses are like superheroes. Hello, I'm Jean Ross, a registered nurse from National Nurses United. Many hospitals in our communities are big businesses whose first priority is their bottom line, not your care. Don't let hospitals deny you the care you need. Registered nurses are your first line of protection and your last line of defense. Don't let them take your nurse away. Insist on a registered nurse. It's our registered nurses who put the care in health care. A message from National Nurses United, the voice of America's registered nurses. I've always wanted to be a nurse. In between, do I want to be a doctor or a nurse? And for me, the nursing was the part where they got to spend the most time with the patient. That was something I wanted to do. I wanted to be a caregiver. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. When it comes to changing people's lives, I think that some of the things we do do touch and change people's lives forever. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with my co-host Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. So by the end of the 19th century, Detroit, which was founded by the French as a fur trading post, was thriving. In 1913, Henry Ford began mass producing cars at his Model T plant, transforming the area into the Silicon Valley of its day. By 1920, it was the fourth largest city in America, and by the mid-50s, General Motors had become the single biggest employer on Earth. Here, indeed, was the most modern city in the world, the city of tomorrow. But by the time Barry Gordy founded Motown Records in 1960, thereby creating 20th century Detroit's other great assembly line, the cracks were already beginning to show. Big industry was looking elsewhere for cheaper sites, cheaper labor, and better tax breaks. Urban planning was in meltdown. Corruption was rife. Racial tensions were running high. The 1967 riots, at the time the worst in U.S. history, left 43 dead, more than 7,000 arrested, and 3,000 buildings destroyed. Detroit, a former beacon of capitalism, of capitalist dream, had degenerated into an urban wilderness where unemployment ran at 50%. With more guns in the city than people, the murder rate was the highest in America, three times that of New York City. Now the problems are so complex and the challenges many, but fast forward to last week to the historic rally that took place in Detroit. Led by RNs and community leaders, over 3,000 people held signs and chanted, turn on the water. While something like water seems so basic, the rally is but a fraction of what is plaguing Motor City residents. In a moment, we'll talk with RN Gene Ross. Gene is co-president of National Nurses United, the lead sponsor of the action. Delivered, she delivered a declaration calling the city of Detroit to be a public health emergency zone, supporting the call of numerous city activists of the health crisis prompted by the shutoff. And now let's welcome RN Jean Ross to talk about why what is happening in this city is so critical to all of us. Jean, thank you for being with us. First, tell us what is this water crisis all about? We believe, and it seems to be, that it's the first step. Detroit is like one of the first cities in the nation mm-hmm. at the push toward privatization. Yes. When I listen to your history of Detroit, it put me in mind of what several of the activists in Detroit are telling us. People look back to those days of the riots, and indeed there's this corruption and mismanagement in Detroit, but the Detroit people were well on their way 
towards solving their problems and making uh, Detroit a great place to live. So the supposed legacy from the riots and everything's been bad since is actually one of those old wives' tales that uh, serves to help some people who might like that narration to continue. Uh, Detroit has actually one of the highest home ownership rates in the nation. It's a, it was a good city to raise people in, but right now, with the political situation the way it is, you've got Governor Snyder and his emergency manager mm-hmm. running rampant, and one of the first things they've chosen to do is get their budget under control by closing off water to people whose bills are as little as two months behind. Mm. Now, for the people who owe the most money, the tens of thousands of dollars, which would be the ball team, the golf courses, et cetera, they're not being done for payment. Only the residents who can least likely afford to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know National Nurses United organized the rally, but who else participated? It's not just you. And uh, who else was there, and how was the march received? It, the march was received was stunning. We hoped for several hundred people, and the last count was between two and 3,000. Oh, we filled the street. I know. Oh, it was wonderful. Oftentimes, you are not uh, let to do more than the sidewalk, but we filled the street, and the police accompanied us, so that was fine. Um, mm. We had a lot of people that were at the Netroots Nation Conference, which was taking place at the same time. Elizabeth Warren had just spoken. Mark Ruffalo happened to be out there because he has his own... Uh, activist water uh, project group. There were several unions, many unions. Um, There was uh, several uh, religious groups participated, and many, many of the activists who have been trying to tell the rest of the nation for months, if not over a year, what is going on here and how bad it has gotten. So, Gene, we watched a clip featuring Detroit activist Maureen Taylor. Miss Taylor blasts the reporter, and rightly so, that is saying the reason this is an issue is because 48,000 people would just rather pay their cable bills than their water bills. But at the same time, as you said, the golf course owes $550,000 in backwater bills, and it's not getting threatened. Can you say a little bit more about that? Well, I've heard such crazy stories. One of the people that was there is John Nichols from The Nation, and he said, did you hear their answer to why they are not uh, looking to payment from those uh, businesses? He said that they told them, well, that's a different kind of spigot. That's a little different. Oh, yeah. And the the water spigots are so very important, Jean. I'm surprised (laughs) as a nurse you didn't figure that one out. (laughs) So we had a very busy day uh, on Friday the 18th. We started at, oh, I had to be at a protest at 6 a.m., and that was the one where eventually they started arresting people. Mm-hmm. But we um, we held a banner saying, chanted, and said, you know, water is a basic human right. Turn on the water. And I think it was by noon. So those four people were out there all day. They started arresting people. Some of them, um, if you've seen any of the news footage, one of them, the first one to go into the paddy wagon was a gentleman in a wheelchair mm. and several elderly and other disabled people. Mm. Well, probably because he had a different spigot for his water <laughs> rationing needs as probably. well. Probably. So, why, Gene, why are nurses on the front line of this issue? Well, you know, we advocate for people, period. You know, people, mm-hmm. all people are potential patients. And um, we know that you cannot have a healthy society if you don't uh, take care of that society. That doesn't just refer to health care. I mean, that, that refers to, obviously, 
rights like water. You know, it is, it is, I, I was surprised there were some uh, right-leaning stations that had asked me uh, for interviews at the time, and they said, do you honestly mean to say that if people can't pay, they should get their water free? And mm. I was like, yes, if the situation warrants it. We do not expect our people to go without food and water. So let me get this straight. Even bread and water is something they don't want to provide people. Well, and what they don't no, realize, no. do they not realize that if you shut off people's water, it is just a matter of time until they're at your door. And I guarantee they don't want that. It's so short-sighted. So short-sighted. You know, it is, but I think it's, you know, if you look at Detroit, North America, and other cities, there's a point, you know, where you see the gated communities up, and I yes. guess they just, uh, unlike nurses, forget that there's uh, the rest of the world out there. And we just, we can't keep people well. We can't um, get them well when they're ill, certainly without water, but just in a society that would allow people to do this. So it, it was very gratifying to see thousands of people out there <laughs> saying, you know, you're on the right track. Get, you say you need money, get the money back from the people who took it. Wall Street. And there will be plenty of money for water for everyone. Yes. So, Gene, as all of us know, the city is in bankruptcy, and a governor and Governor Rick Snyder undemocratically appointed an acting city manager. Now on the chopping mm-hmm. block are city worker pensions and health care. What do right. you see happening with this, and what's the impact? Well, another thing people have not heard about is that um, the other things they've done, in addition to the shutting off of the water, is, um, that people are fighting back on is their pensions. Yeah. You know, one of the first things, and this is in many city charters, and, and it just it, it stands the smell test of humanity, mm. is when you are in trouble financially, the first thing you do is pay off the pensioners. That money is there. They put that money there for how many decades, you know, just for when they would retire. That money is there. You don't pay, you know, I, I don't know, is it hundreds? It's, it's at least a million that they're paying this emergency yes. manager, who, by the way, his previous employer happens to be the one that holds, does, does the business with the bank that are holding all of the, um, the debt. Oh, what a I mean, surprise. I Not. know. What a surprise, exactly. Not. It's just a bunch of collusion of, of power, and it's an effort toward privatizing. And if some people get hurt or die, I mean, we have to get people... There's at least one woman there who had bed sores. She couldn't even have water to wash off her bed sores. Mm. If you looked at what uh, Maureen Taylor, you mentioned, uh, spoke of, and Monica Lewis, another wonderful activist from Detroit, was talking about the people, how they've come together. The people who have little more than those whose water's been shut off, they will leave a hose out in their yard saying, take what you need. I mean, it's wonderful how they're trying to care for each other. That's that's beautiful, and it's amazing that this is a city in America that this is happening in. So yeah, this just, isn't Haiti. This right. isn't you know. No. And God forbid if it was Haiti, don't you think we'd get a little bit more response from other Americans well, to fill this gap? Well, you know, uh, can I say some more about our media yes. falling down on the job? I mean, mm-hmm. my um, Taylor, like you said, scolded that uh, journalist, if I can call him that, and rightly so. How dare you, you know, repeat that pap that they put out there? Whatever happened to a journalist who actually dug into a story and Mm -hmm. told what was really going on? Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't know that these things were going on, that people were helping each other, that they have been as destitute as they have been. 
You just wouldn't know because the story doesn't get out there. But once people do find out, they're as livid and anxious to help as we are. And we do send nurses out to disaster areas. You mentioned Haiti. Haiti, we sent them out in Katrina. We sent them out after Typhoon uh, Haiyan and the Philippines, and we'll continue to do so. But who would ever have thought that we'd have to send our nurses into what is becoming a disaster area? Not a natural disaster, but a man-made issue, turning off people's water. And what's so upsetting to me, Jean, you know, this is happening in Detroit, and I think that most Americans just look away and uh, think, well, you know, it's Detroit, and... This is going to happen to more cities than just Detroit. This is the beginning. You know, this is the test ground. If if Governor Snyder is successful at doing this and killing off people in a major metropolitan city, you can best believe it's going to be in your major metropolitan city soon. This is not an isolated case. Well, Gene, we want to say thank you for the good fight in uh, the city of Detroit because God knows, if it wasn't for the nurses, I don't know who else would fight for these folks. It's it's getting more and more sad, especially with the media not uh, presenting a fair and balanced record of what's what's occurring. 